more of the sport market. Rating and debating the bulls and bears of sports business. Yeah, big time players do big time things at big time and big time moments. Um, he came through. You know, I, I, I'm still trying to figure out. I haven't seen the, the the video and the data if we hit our spot or not. But he just clipped us. He got us. So what am I thinking? That um, you know, we got to make pitches and be careful because he's he's done this at a very high level for a, for a very long time. Arizona Diamondbacks manager Tori Lovullo on Texas Rangers Corey Seager. We all know that Adolis Garcia won the game with a walk-off in the bottom of the 11th, but without the two-run blast by Seager, uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks are leading this series 1-0. It is the World Series. Certainly must bring back a lot of memories for our special guest, longtime contributor to the sport market, Steve McAllister uh, of Gaming News Canada, who's a former sports editor of Global Mail, former managing editor of Yahoo Sports Canada, and covered the Toronto Blue Jays in their back-to-back World Series championships for the Canadian press back in 1992 and 1993. Uh, Steve, a lot of attention this week on the uh, anniversary, of course, uh, the 30th anniversary of that uh, 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 Joe Carter touch them all, Joe. You won't hit a home run uh, as as big in your life. Of course, the great call by by Tom Cheek. Uh, what kind of memories were brought back for you when you saw some of those clips on Twitter and 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 X this week? Yeah, hi Tom. Yeah, it was uh, it was fun to revisit that this week and. Uh, uh, Doug Smith, who now is the Toronto longtime Toronto Raptors beat writer for the Toronto Star, um, posted on Twitter about the two of us being in the press box that night writing for for the Canadian Press, and and uh, Doug and I were both also in Atlanta for the 1992 World Series when, of course, uh, Mike Timlin picked up the Otis Nixon bunt through to through to Carter, ironically for the for the final out in Canada's first World Series championship. Uh, two things from that night, Tom. Just obviously the just the bedlam inside the the Sky Dome, and uh, walking walking out of the stadium that night, and people celebrating. You know the cars honking on on Front Street, and and the cheering and and the noise. And then the other memory that really sticks out for me is um, a lot of the media folks. We got down to the Jays clubhouse before Carter came in. I think he was on the field doing some some interviews. And when he came in the clubhouse, it was like this guy who still hadn't hadn't really realized what he what he had done. And and Joe Carter was a pretty cocky cocky guy um, during his playing days. But that was that one night where he he just had this faraway look in his eyes and 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 almost uh, really just a look of being starstruck. We're talking to Steve McAllister here on the Sport Market on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Uh, Steve, given Game 1, going to extra innings with the walk-off, with the tying home run in the bottom of the ninth by Corey Seager, of course, Adolis Garcia is having himself a historic uh, postseason and and got off to a really good start in the World Series. Uh, What are your spidey senses telling you about the kind of series that we're going to get into here between the Texas Rangers and the Arizona Diamondbacks? If you see what's happened in the playoffs so far, Tom, you you have to expect it's going to be a long series with a lot of lot of momentum swings. But you know, I think if you look at the 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 both uh, championship series in the AL and NL, I think a lot of people would have told you that that Houston and Philadelphia were going to end up in the World Series, and of course that didn't uh, that didn't happen. 
Uh, you know, the one lament I have, and I'm, I'm pretty sure you and I have talked about this on the show over the years, is just the, the late starts of these games. And yeah. last night's a, a classic example where you have a, a, a great game, great game to open a series to really put put a, a World Series on the radar, maybe sports fans who, who might be tuning out at a busy time of year in the sports calendar with, with the NFL and the start of the NBA season this week and college football in the U.S. And again, I just think it makes it really hard for that, that younger generation if, if games are going you know, past 11 o'clock midnight in, in Eastern time zones. I couldn't agree more with you. It is a lament that we've shared here on this show. You're right over the over the years, and I'll tell you, I, I think it deserves some attention going forward. Because imagine the Adolis uh, Garcia walk off. Yes, it was an extra innings game, so it was going to go especially later. But even if the game had started, uh, you know, at seven thirty Eastern time, uh, even better, seven o'clock Eastern time, four o'clock Pacific, you've got many more kids. Your next generation generation of fans uh, would have uh, tuned in. Steve McAllister joining us from Gaming News Canada. Steve, I do want to shift for the remaining four or five minutes that we have to our gold medal story this week on the podium. Shane Pinto of the Ottawa Centers, a 41-game suspension. Of course, this is uh, something that is, you know, close to the backyard that you're working in. Uh, we spend a lot of time on this show talking about sports betting. It, it really is a, a, an interesting story. There's going to be a lot of layers to it. But what was, first, your reaction to the suspension being 41 games? Yeah, when I when I saw that late, Thursday afternoon, uh, Tom, it was interesting. We, we do, at Gaming News Canada, we do a LinkedIn audio show every week from, from 1 to 2 Eastern time. So uh, um, <clears throat> we had finished the show, and I, I think I was taking a bit of a break and didn't see the news till later in the afternoon. And, and when I saw the 41 games, I, you know, I assumed that, uh, that, that there was some kind of, um, uh, you know, not necessarily the panel bet on NHL games, but did something directly. I think... The one thing that's troublesome, and, and again, reading a lot of coverage, especially from people who cover the sports betting industry, is that the NHL really hasn't done itself any favors, Tom, by not putting more transparency on this and explaining exactly Completely what it agree. was that Pinto was guilty of. And, uh, you know, so that's, that's a, a problem. The second thing I, w- I will say, and, and talking, to, uh, talking to people around the industry yesterday, is that this is this is proof that the regulated sports betting landscape it, it works today because there are checks and balances in place. The National Hockey League has partnerships with two two integrity monitoring services, uh, Sport Radar, which is their data data provider, and then a company called U.S. Integrity out of California. And the sports books themselves also have integrity monitoring services. And it sounds like it was actually a sports book that flagged, uh, the flag some suspicious betting activity. It appears through Pinto's, uh, through an account that was in Pinto's name. So, uh, you know, it does, it does show that the, uh, that the system works. I think it also shows Tom that, uh, you know, I did have a chance to talk with people at both the NHL and the NHLPA yesterday. And, and while there is education going on now with players around sports betting, uh, the message I got from both the, the league and the PA is that they, they need to take a look at uh, th- that the education that is being provided and maybe enhance those programs a little bit more. 
And that's exactly the reason why uh, I think the NHL should be more transparent. I think it's a learning opportunity, not just for their internal stakeholders, the players, uh, but for fans. And it's an opportunity for the league to say, hey, look, this is what we monitor. This is what went uh, awry from that. And this is why we made the suspension to try to close it off. Um, with it, with no more discussion, it's like a a matador in a Spanish bullring, you know, saying to the media, you know, uh, uh, toro toro, uh, trying to get them going because the cl- the tighter you try to manage it, uh, the more news hounds are going to be all over the story. Yeah, it just opens the door up to just a lot of wild speculation, Tom. And what what exactly was it? That, what was the activity panel was involved in? And and again, forty one games, like I, I was talking to someone yesterday in the hockey industry and we were we couldn't remember the last time an nhl player got suspended for 41 games so it's obviously a very serious offense and if you look at what the nfl's done and and again i think if you know uh, marty walsh the the nhlpa's executive director he spoke with pierre lebrun from the athletic uh, yesterday and he talked about uh, you know, there's, there's not a lot of appetite for the NHL to go down the road of the NFL gambling policy, which basically prevents NFL players from betting on, on any other, uh, any other sport. Uh, but the one thing I will give the NFL credit for is that when, uh, you know, they, I think they've had 10, 10 players suspended over the last two years is they've been very transparent on what those violations of the policy were. And, you know, some cases there was something as something as basic as a, an NFL player betting on an NCAA football game from, from a, from a team facility, which is, you're not allowed to do that under the NFL's policy. So I, I, you know, I, I think just think transparency is so important here because it can be a lesson learned, not just for players, Tom, but anybody involved in the national hockey league, whether you're a league or team official, you're a referee or a linesman, uh, this goes beyond the players. Steve, so appreciate all those perspectives. We'll continue to monitor and stay on top of this story, uh, uh, tapping into you and your your sources and your perspectives and, and of course, the governance you do on behalf of uh, Gaming News Canada. Really appreciate your time. Always my pleasure, Tom. Thank you. He is Steve McAllister of Gaming News Canada. Next up, it's our Bulls and Bears, the biggest winners and losers in the business of sport, right here on the Sport Market, on the Sportsnet Radio Network.